0: Welcome to the Business Brothers Podcast with Pradeep and Harjeet Sangha. If you are an entrepreneur, own your own business, or are part of a family business, this is the podcast for you. So welcome back to another episode of the Business Brothers Podcast. And as usual, I'm flying solo right now because my brother is knee-deep with two little kids, two little boys under the age of two. And, uh, He's a little busy, just to say the least, actually. They just picked up uh, a nanny that's helping out uh, with them. And I, I think it's a lifesaver because having two young kids is not easy. And that is one of the reasons why we have our guest here today to talk about how he can potentially help you um, relieve some of the stress that you might have in your business or your personal life. So I want to welcome Tyler Cameron here today, who is the founder and CEO of WorkSourcing. So Tyler, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Pradeep, for having me. I can totally relate to the kids. I have a seven and four-year-old, and we're currently on the move up to Collingwood to get closer to my parents. So um, yeah, I can totally relate with your brother.
0: Yeah, that's a cool move. We, you and I briefly discussed that before, but it seems like a lot of people. So we're we're up here in Canada. Tyler's uh, not too far from me, and we're in Ontario. And Tyler, you're moving, I'm going to say north, into mm-hmm. not necessarily Booneyville, but a lot more rural than where you are right now, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, just am outside of Toronto here now where I currently live, like you said, close to you, But yeah, we're moving a couple hours uh, north. Um, it's a ski town. It's Ontario's mountain, if you will. So um, bit a bit closer to my parents and family and we're really excited for the move.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys because I think that's that's going to be an awesome change for your family. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background because you have work sourcing, you've uh, your family's had a family business. Um, you can give the audience a little bit of background here.
1: Yeah, I guess I'll start at the start considering we're talking about family businesses. So <clears throat> I grew up in a family business. My parents um, have owned and operated a nursery uh, garden center and landscaping business uh, for 35 years and they actually just sold it and officially are retired. So. Huge success story for them. Um, it's in a small town. Um, they were able to really grow up from nothing. Um, I can look back now and see the, the, um, the risks my dad took launching the business, starting from cutting grass to launching um, a, a much larger operation. Um, that was normal life for me. I grew up, our house was a part of the business. So maybe that's why I like to be so busy because there was people constantly coming in and out. We had a monitor that people would would come into the store and my parents would run down and help them. And I really truly saw what it it took um, day to day and and more importantly behind the scenes for a husband and wife team to run a family business. They're still together, which is a success um, to be business partners and life partners um but just the hard work the seven days a week for eight nine months of the year um and just behind the scenes doing the books uh, calling people late at night that's that's was my environment growing up um and from there i moved to the city closer to toronto got into advertising um worked for larger companies um But one I will call out, I I did work for one called The Score, which is a sports company, and it was actually a large company, one of the biggest ones in Canada, and it's even bigger now that it was bought by a a U.S. conglomerate, but it was a family-run business. So it felt family. So John and Benji and Aubrey Levy, you know, they they ran and operated this business, um, and it really had that uh, touch, that family touch, the loyalty, the the openness, which I was accustomed to. Um, And I was there for nine and a half years on two different stints. So, um, yeah, so that was kind of there. And then from there, I always knew I wanted to, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit was, I think, in my DNA from my parents, um, just growing up with that and, and wanting to do my own thing. So I actually started in the virtual assistant space about three years ago, launched a business called Dad Sourcing, which is very family oriented, more of a concierge service for dads and families to live a healthier, happier life. Um, that one was put a little bit on the back burner once the pandemic hit, but, you know, there's still some, some great stuff we can, we can do with that business. And then currently, um, mostly on the day to day, it's, it's operating work sourcing. Work sourcing is kind of a similar engine in terms of the virtual assistant support, but we're helping businesses and we're helping entrepreneurs and small businesses and family businesses really by taking admin and sales and marketing tasks off their plate Um, which means essentially that those pain points of not having time to get to those nitty-gritty daily tasks or weekly tasks that they don't have time for, they don't know how to do or they don't want to do, so they can truly grow the business and and do what they love doing in in their own business.
0: Yeah, so I think you touched on a number of things there. First is um, the dad sourcing part, which has kind of morphed into work sourcing. That's really interesting because as men, we don't necessarily have personal assistance in our life right uh, uh, and that's really interesting we might have executive assistance for our business but personal assistance that's a different story i can share from personal ex- ex- um experience that this is the first year that i've actually hired someone to cut my grass that was a huge huge change for me Because I have a big yard and it takes me a very long time. I use it kind of as a stress mechanism too. But this was the first time that I said, Hey, look, if I don't feel like cutting the grass this weekend, I'm going to hire someone. And I did it. And it was the best feeling. So I still cut the grass myself. But um, now I know I have the option of getting some help when I don't feel like it. So I think that's an amazing thing for people out there, for guys out there um, in their personal lives. uh, Because that can just free up a lot of time and energy Uh, and I'm going to say this because we we talked about being dads, is not necessarily to go back to work, but maybe even spending more time with our
1: kids. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's exactly what I wanted to do. I think a, a big... Um, the big why of Dad's Source and why I started was in and around mental health, which is kind of what you're talking about. It's, it's relieving that stress. It's how do you live a healthier, happier life? And we get caught up, right? We get caught up on the day-to-day stuff. I got to cut the grass. I have a couple acres. I totally get it. It takes mm-hmm. a long time. I do like to throw out a couple podcasts and, and uh, cut it. But, I mean, at times, would I rather just be hanging out with my family or going for a hike and getting some exercise? Absolutely, and it's just stepping back and evaluating that um, on a personal level, um, and we kind of do both, the personal and and on the business side of things. So yeah, you're bang on, and good for you for hiring someone to cut your grass uh, from time to time because it is it's a it's a nice it's a nice break.
0: Yeah, it is definitely. So with work sourcing, what uh, so again with family businesses, what I normally note uh, notice most of the time is that a lot of the times their team members are. Are local team members either family members or they're someone they know, community members, whatever it is. But until a certain a family business gets to a certain size, a significant size, they tend to keep their own internal employees. They don't necessarily outsource a lot of stuff
1: yeah.
0: because there's a control factor there. Um, what have you seen? Whether it's non-family or family. Because I think even in the corporate world, it's difficult for people to let go of stuff just in general. But is, there, is that common that you come across where people are just like, yeah, you know what? I don't know about outsourcing.
1: Absolutely. Like, it's, it's it's the main question and the main conversation we have. Um, our process is, you know, the, it's kind of a gap I saw, to be honest, Gredeep. Like, There's a lot of platforms out there where you can just say, I need help. I need to outsource this. And there's more and more companies popping up all the time. With me having a small town and and family business background, we've created more of a personalized approach where we want to earn your trust. Um, We want it to be personalized for finding you the right person because it is really hard it's not just a matter of throwing a warm body in to just do some tasks. It's how does that person fit in, especially if it's a family? How does it fit in with your family and your business? So we look at personality, skill set, experience. We love when people have worked, our virtual assistants have worked with family businesses or really closely with CEOs um, because they get it. They get that there's a lot there. I would say just kind of going back to your point on family businesses, what we see currently and we work with a bunch of them, what we see currently is... Yes, they do get the family members or somebody close to them to do specific tasks. Um, it's the realization that their skill set might not be best suited where maybe they don't have a digital marketing background and they've just been trying to figure it out. And if you really want to, and that's probably worked for a while, but if you really want to take your business to the next level, that's where I love being able to come in help with social media, marketing, sales, like finding leads for them. So they're not just all referrals from family members or people in the community. They can actually truly grow their business um, in different ways. And sometimes you do need a different person in there to do that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. A skill set, right? Being effective Mm -hmm. from uh, from that side. Um, What are the kinds of things that your company helps businesses with?
1: Yeah. Great question. There's a lot. <laughs> it's a long list. We try to, we try to boil it down just when we're having conversations. We do, we try to create a priority list and what's the most important for them um, to, to see what's taking up the most time. A lot of the time it's back back-end admin. A lot of the time they are just doing it themselves, whether it's um, a family member or someone that they've just had forever, that could be just sending invoices. It could just be following up and touching um, just touch points with customers It could be getting more sophisticated with a CRM. Hey, can you set up an actual proper CRM and maintain it and clean it for us? That's big just to be a little more organized, to instill a little more process. Some of these family businesses are... um, they've been just doing the same thing for years. Right. And maybe there's someone new, a son or or a daughter coming in um, and they want to just revamp it a little bit, just to automate and make their life easier. So maybe they can spend more time as a family together. So we do a lot of admin tasks. Um, And then on the sales and marketing side, we we help out a lot with social media because let's be honest, it's a necessary evil for a lot of people It's a time suck personally for, for some and uh, but for businesses, especially locally in the community, you want to have that personalization and make sure people know who you are um, and who what your values are as a company uh, to continue to grow, not just rest on who you've worked with in the past and who can just refer you business. It's yeah, But it's overwhelming. So we come in and help a lot with that, whether it's creation of graphics, posting on platforms you're not aware of, all that fun stuff. So we can help in a lot of ways.
0: Mm, awesome. So for the audience out there that People are, when well, we work with obviously businesses, family businesses, family business owners, and executive teams, that conversation about outsourcing versus keeping it internal comes up quite a bit because I'm a big supporter of outsourcing because it frees up resources. Even if it costs more, when we take a look at resources, it's not just the dollar signs, it's the mental capacity, right? That is even more important. Um, human capital is the most important capital that. A business has aside from any intellectual property. And so if your human capital is getting bogged down by administrative tasks or tasks that they're not um, proficient in, or there's conflicting... And here's our, our, what our research shows. And this is consistent with other people's research. If you give someone more than two projects, the effectiveness of those projects goes down. And so this there's a constant conflict of people doing their day-to-day jobs. And when you add more stuff to them... And it's not related to what they do, which happens a lot in family business, right? Everybody is kind of like the catch-all for, for certain jobs.
1: Absolutely.
0: It reduces the effectiveness and then it reduces basically the revenue that you're generating and the costs that you're saving. So here's the the quick checklist that we go through. Is it a competitive advantage to keep the stuff internally? If it's not a competitive advantage in terms of having intellectual property, human capital, whatever it is, maybe it's a certain skill set that you don't want your competition to get a hold of, then, yeah, you may want to keep it internally. But if it's not a competitive advantage, then outsource it. There's a cost associated, right? Even if it's a little bit more expensive, we do encourage it because, again, it frees up internal resources and mental capacity. And, And then you have to take a look at, can you even create a strategic partnership or alignment with a potential outsourcing company. There's a number of partners that we've worked with where we've connected them with certain IT companies outsourced or whatever it may be that they've created a strategic alliance with and yeah. that they've been able to come to market with a new product or service that they've been able to uh, generate revenue on. So there's there's these pros and cons that all businesses have to, business leaders have to weigh out. Um, but it is a, a very valid strategy to move forward. So perhaps you can talk about some of the success stories that you've seen um, or some positive benefits that businesses have experienced as a result of working with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's multitasking. It's funny. It doesn't really work. Eh? We used to think it was the best thing ever, but the more and more projects, it's just it it it's, it's evident in everybody's day-to-day that it becomes more difficult with your um, efficiency so yeah in terms of success stories um nothing makes me happier seeing um the work-life balance so we work with um you know working with someone specifically their, their consultant so they're kind of doing everything um they have their wife helping out behind the scenes and doing some of that admin stuff but it's just following up with people it's getting new leads so they work with us um and not only have we gotten to a relationship where the the um professional side of things you can just see he's lighter he's working on more strategic things um conversations are more frequent it it just makes me so happy to then hear like hey i'm taking off for an extra long weekend can your va hold down the fork while we're gone. Like that is just music to my ears because that shows me that they're, they're actually living life and not just stuck stressing out. Even when they're out trying to have, enjoy a weekend, they're just not thinking about work the whole time. They know we've got them behind the scenes. So we work with so many different industries. It's, we don't really boil it down to one. It's just so many people need the same things. They need help with admin. They need help with leads and they need help with some of their marketing. And and that's where, we can step in and help them free up time so they can enjoy their family and and spend some time not thinking about work.
0: Yeah, this it, it that's interesting because this sparked a conversation that I had with an entrepreneur the other day, he's extremely successful, making a ton of money, and he's got new goals and new aspirations to move on to do different things, but the one thing that was bogging him down was his energy. He just didn't have the capacity and energy to do so. He had the he had the will, he had the clarity. He knew exactly what he wanted to achieve or what he wants to achieve, but he just wasn't there yet in terms of his capacity. And so this can help release some com- capacity. For those of you who have listened to some of my other podcasts, whether it's the Mind Shop podcast or the Complete Mind podcast, there's a concept that has has been around for centuries when it comes to learning something new or doing a new venture or expanding yourself, one of the first things that you have to do is empty the cup. This is an old Buddhist principle, right? Because they say that majority of people are walking around with a full cup as it is. And if you try to pour more into it, you're just spilling the coffee, right? You're just overflowing the cup. So you have to be able to get rid of a lot of those things that you're dealing with today to be able to add more stuff on, add more initiatives on, add new ventures on. Um, it's it's really interesting when you take a look at the psyche of people and how we think. Um, one of the main initiatives that we do, Tyler this is for your benefit and, and for our audience as well is before when we work with our teams whether it's their executive teams or even mid management, one of the first things that we do before we add something onto their plate is take something away. Mm-hmm. We always use a subtraction principle first because anytime you tell someone that you're going to, hey, you need to do this in addition to what you're already doing, (laughs) good luck. But if you say, hey, we're going to take this away from you or we're going to streamline this or make this more efficient and we're going to help you do this other initiative, that's when they're more open to doing things differently. That's where... Tyler like that's that's a huge benefit for a company like your yourself right that's where you can come in and help people do that because one of the big questions that people have if you try to take stuff away from them is well who's going to do this you yeah. don't have the capacity
1: exactly so it's yeah. great no i was just going to say that's that's brilliant and um like we do a lot of that day to day but putting it in those words is makes so much sense because that's when you tell somebody you're going to add something to their plate, it's like, how much work is this going to be? What's the lift from my side? And 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 yeah, they could get more stressed out. So it's a, it's a brilliant strategy.
0: So what are, you, what are you working on here? Actually, before I ask you this question, there's something else too. What I'm seeing is a massive influx of virtual assistant companies uh, and outsourcing companies that's happened because I, I think there's a number of reasons for it. Because um, You know the gates have opened up. There's a lot more proficient people that speak English and proficient in their practices overseas. What makes your company different than other virtual assistant companies?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great question, and you're completely right. There's a lot of companies coming up. um, You know, during this time, during the pandemic, we launched work sourcing during the pandemic. What truly sets us apart is you know not only my experience and skill set of 17 years of advertising and media background. Um, and, and instilling that in the company and the people around me and, and um, giving them knowledge of how we set up the business, it's the personalization. It's it's having um, that really strong conversation where we don't feel like other companies are doing it. We haven't seen it where we're not just asking you about business when we're having our discovery calls. We're asking you about personality types and how you work and what's your process and getting to the true meaning and the true pain points of, you know, you might have a problem that you think is very surface level and people will always say, I'm, I'm so busy because I've got to do all my bookkeeping myself. That's a problem. But I mean, like, what can we do to get even beneath that? And then from there, we can really, like you said, they can start adding on more things where we can not only take away some admin tasks um, so they can streamline things a little bit more, um, but we can even be proactive because we know them. You know, we we take a really personalized approach um, to knowing the person as well as the business in the, in the industry, and we're matching them with people that we know are going to be the best fit versus just throwing the next virtual assistant up. We have a really strong vetted um, platform um, and, and pool of people. So I, I feel like that's what makes us different. And, you know, people are liking that, uh, like you said, finding a trusted virtual assistant partner instead of just hiring someone to do some stuff for them.
0: Yeah, because I, I hear this complaint a lot from individuals that use virtual assistant services is that they they end up just going through a number of different assistants because either they're not proficient, they haven't done their research, it just doesn't match with the organization. So I think there's a huge advantage with your firm and what you do because there's that stronger connection there. Um, and one of the things that I always warn people about, which I think you guys have done a very good job with, is... Uh, A lot of people will outsource, but it actually ends up costing them more money and time headache because they are spending more time trying to correct the mistakes of the VAs. They're spending more time trying to manage the VAs um, because it's a tougher, um, it's a tougher journey sometimes because if you don't, Find the right fit. If you don't find the right individual, it can actually take more of your time, right? It's, it's like now you've hired just like hiring maybe an employee who hasn't fit and you have them physically present. Now you have this person potentially overseas. And how are you going to do with that? That's a whole other complexity. Uh, I get emails and messages all the time that say we are having this deal for five dollar VAs. And you know what? It's great, and I see a lot of people like interested. Someone, someone messaged me the other day and said. Um, hey, look, well, what do you think about this? I'm getting a VA for um seven dollars from this one place and ten dollars from this other place. The other the ten dollar place seems like you know, they do more research and they they better matching, whatever. But this other place is seven bucks. I'm like, Are you freaking kidding me? No for three bucks, you're actually gonna you're gonna take the chance um just because it might save you a couple hundred bucks at the end of the month. Like no, go with a more reputable company. Go with a company that does stuff like you do, Tyler, which is uh, going through the process to make sure you have the right fit.
1: Yeah. And I'd love to add on that because we get that all the time because there are so many companies out there and and we have VAs overseas and we also offer local. Um, and not only if you're, if you're getting somebody for $7 an hour, think about you know what their experience is, you know, think about the motivation of that person because they're not getting seven dollars an hour if you're going through an agency. Mm-hmm. That's another differentiator for us. We're paying well above market value. And then also we're getting people, we have very little turnover. Our VAs stay with us and we're building a very cool culture where they want to continue to build upon one client, two clients and and whatever fits their schedule and their skill set. Because we have a dedicated VA success manager and relationship manager. So she works with them on a day-to-day basis. Every client gets a dedicated account manager that just comes with the, with the, um, the bucket of hours that you buy. And that's just such a benefit. We also have our own portals and our own systems in place. So it's not just one VA shows up and they're just sitting there with a the computer waiting to work. Um, we have a really strong system and Last point, we do manage expectations. Some people hire a VA. We're very transparent. We're not just like, yeah, this is just going to work out. We say this is a two-way street. And we make people sign a contract that actually has a part in there about etiquette. How, you know, this is basically you're hiring someone, even if it's short term. You're hiring somebody like an employee. Treat them with respect. Treat them like you would an employee. And factor in the onboarding necessary to make sure they're successful. And we're going to be watching. We'll call you out if you're not. So we don't mind jumping in saying, hey, you actually haven't spent any time. They're confused. Or you really need to you need to, you know, give them access here or the autonomy here. So I feel like there's there's so many ways that it's working for us and we're going to continue to hold true to that.
0: Okay, that is awesome. So I I again I'm I'm giving my two cents when it comes to outsourcing. I think it's absolutely amazing. I think more family business owners need to consider that. Or at least have your executive teams, your mid management teams actually do some research. So, if, if some of the listeners here want to find out more about out, uh, work sourcing and, and outsourcing in general, or just chat with you, uh, where can they find you, Tyler?
1: Yeah, you can find us at WorkSourcing, so wrksourcing.com. We're on all the socials under WorkSourcing. Once again, it's wrk because we're cool like that. Um, So, yeah, we're on everything. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm always available if someone wants to chat. I feel like it's just even educating people about, to your point, like just doing research. I'm always open to have that conversation even if people don't work with us. I think it's just great to be able to give people – the thought of possibly hiring somebody knowing that there's a resource like us and other va companies out there
0: yeah that's awesome so and i can personally vouch for tyler because i know him personally he's an amazing person amazing dude and um a family man so uh, i i think what you're doing is awesome tyler so keep going yeah. uh, i want to thank you for listening to this week's episode of the business brothers podcast please subscribe and share even if you're not interested in outsourcing or what work sourcing is doing, please do share this episode because I can guarantee you someone out there is going to pick up on this and need the help that Tyler provides. So thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you and until next time.